0: We are now live. Hey. Yeah, good
1: morning, Kenji.
0: Good morning. Frank, how are you doing, brother?
2: Hi, Zippy. Hey, you guys. I'm so good. I'm happy. This is a great morning.
0: Awesome awesome. awesome, awesome. Zippy, Tony, how are you doing?
3: We are well. How are you guys doing? How are you, Frank, Kenji?
0: we're good we're good personally i'm excited because of what we're going to be talking about today Mm -hmm. so we'll be talking about uh business recovery plans 2020 Mm -hmm. so you guys understand everyone okay rather everyone understands the season we are in uh covid has really hit and um, many guys have have struggled through the season Mm -hmm. but now we're not going to talk hacks a lot of guys are talking hacks 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 yeah. but now we are going to talk about how do you recover and expand because i feel that people have gotten good training yeah. over the season people have learned to be lean people have learned to 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 be innovative sure. but now we're seeing even there's a shift in how guys have adopted this new normal mm. i seeing that there's nothing like after covid this is it
1: <laughs>
0: mm. this is it manze. there's nothing like atina will revert to something else no guys are just adapting to the new change mm. what do you guys mm. feel
3: i think uh one of the things uh, we have to remember is uh, we will always uh, fall or falter but it's about what you do with uh that it's about yeah. how you get up and uh collect the pieces and move on and like you said it's true we are are going back to our normal way of doing things but the fact is uh, COVID has not ended but life has to go on so the question is how do we go on how do we recover from what hit us a few months back and make sure our businesses are sustainable Yes
1: yes. Yes. if I could also add to that somebody said that uh, uh, there is nothing, as you've just said, there's nothing like post COVID. I mean, post COVID, as in COVID has gone and now we're back to where we were before. Uh, the matter of fact is, uh, we've got to adjust uh, you know, as, as, as businesses, as individuals, as couples, as families, as a nation. We've got to adjust um, quickly. And uh, the, uh, you've alluded to the fact that people are adjusting, but the process of adjusting will not be it's not just over the last two months where we've been a partial lockdown. It's a process where uh, it will take the adjustment will probably take until the end of 2019, uh, entering 2020. I mean, sorry, 2020 going to 2021. Reason being, there are variables that uh, we do not know. Even governments uh, across the world are, are still adapting as they go. So you can imagine for business people uh, having to adjust. You know. Fresh, you know, things have the supply chains have been disrupted uh, in a big, big way. Issues to do with health, issues to do with schooling. You know, because businesses are run by people who who live normal lives. They have families. They have children. They have. Old parents they have to take care of. They have uh, they have obligations that they have to meet. So it's a fluid situation that we are going slowly, looking for ways to adapt. So the people, our our stand is that those who adjust quickly and nimbly are the ones that are going to survive this new normal. I
0: like, I like what you said, and and. Um... What i'm also seeing is as people are also adjusted to the new normal mm. guys are also beginning um to to find new ways of partnership have you guys seen mm. guys are being creative with how they they collaborate you know they're mm. like hey i can't do this this is to be like a huge expense for me yes. uh, how about we collaborate we share the cost i you seeing some innovation al- around collaboration
1: well, I can say yes. That that's true. The the issue of collaboration has come up. Uh, I like using the example of uh, the people who are in the fast, fast, uh, fast moving consumer goods, and uh, you know people like in, in restaurants and all that, where previously everything was in silos. Where if I'm doing, if I have a restaurant and I'm running my restaurant, that's it. I have nothing to do with person who is doing uh, deliveries we would use in-house deliveries to do all that but now the last one or two months especially from now we're in June from around April towards May some some of these people in uh, in the hospitality industry became very innovative um, get somebody who has a tuk-tuk or a border border and tell him look uh, I have customers who cannot come to the restaurant because of, of uh, social distancing, but they still need the food that we normally provide, the fast foods in particular. So some have been you know, able to start collaborating with uh, people who do deliveries through motorbikes. And where you produce the food, you get somebody whom you've, you know, you've given him an itinerary of where to run to deliver your, your produce to clients. And you're able now to strike a partnership where if they keep their, if they adjust to the needs of the restaurant in terms of cleanliness, getting the kind of the proper kind of containers to do that kind of delivery, then that partnership comes in. So the person doing the deliveries and the restaurant both share the costs of doing so, and both benefit with increased um, the business.
0: Oh, nice! And Frank, what are some of the lessons you've you've learned through this season? It's been interesting, but now we've we've seen a lot of changes. What have you seen in the entrepreneurship space? Is Frank still with us? His photo looks like he's hung. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe Zippy Zippora, you can you can you can just maybe uh, uh, respond to that. Because yes because i know so he, uh, even if I, I didn't get the
2: question
0: oh, oh sorry sorry so frank what I was asking is what are some of the lessons you've learned as an entrepreneur uh, he's dropped again
3: we have lost frank uh, but oh. i can uh, respond as frank comes back mm-hmm. uh, what uh for sure i know is that uh like Anthony said, we cannot continue running businesses in silos. And yeah. some of the lessons I have learned is uh, you cannot be rigid in the way you do things. You yeah. have to be very flexible uh, to new changes, to new ideas. Mm-hmm. And One of the things, again, I'm learning is uh, the customer is having a major voice right now. The mm. customer is having a lot of options right now and this mm-hmm. is coming with uh, a lot of businesses realizing they need to go online and mm-hmm. having strong online presence so you're finding that uh, a customer is no longer just uh, running to you but they have options so you yeah. need to actually be able to deliver to the customer or be able to go to the customer uh more or less at their convenience yes give them value but also um serve them it's no longer about serving your business but serving the customer so um, there's a lot of lessons actually
0: to learn from this season so what you're saying is right now customers become king all our efforts are, are focused on serving the customer at their convenience yes and, and, and not just even convenient even at their, their their own time not just in terms of how to, to get the goods or services at their doorstep but in their own time when they want it at midnight <laughs> you're there to serve them i've also seen that with the uh, logistic companies those guys have become more mm-hmm. let me say responsive unlike mm-hmm. before
2: yeah. right now
0: they're yeah they're really meeting the customer mm-hmm. uh, frank welcome back we had lost you for a minute
2: you're here with yeah. us sorry about that Um no. yeah i can hear you can you hear me i hope you can hear me yeah yeah we can yeah so uh first let me just make a comment i really like what uh, uh tony was talking about and one of the things that i see as an interesting conversation that's gonna happen is immediately we go back fully to work of course with all the ex, uh, changes we're gonna do one of the things is i've I feel, I'll call it the removing of the carpet uh, from the, the carpet is going to be removed. And the real heat is to the economy are going to start coming. And I'll give you an example. Maybe you had debts and uh, your debtors are now not going to wait. They're going to start banging the door for what they want. The bank is going to remove the grease Uh from asking for what Um, so what, what you're likely to see is I'm concerned that we may have a new wave of difficulty coming in when the grace or the niceness the niceness of people dealing with each other during COVID when that comes off it's like gloves are going to come off and there may be some difficult decisions to make because It will be hard to sustain certain types of contracts this is when we've been saying some businesses will close this is when those businesses really close this is that time and so for me that this is an important time to be aware of uh, of of this wave that's possibly going to be released over this time and and i know that after this wave then we're gonna be start seeing some great, thing ha- great things beginning to happen but that's just one of those I think so talk partnership this is the time to find somebody else who needs what you have and you need what they have and come together to ensure that you you can sustain both your clients so you can actually build a bigger clientele it's a huge opportunity in partnership here um, but 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 the key is if you anticipate you see a punch that comes to hit you kenji when you don't anticipate it then that punch can easily knock you out yeah but when you see tony is throwing this punch uh and i'm talking between me and him not him and uh, zibi <laughs> so <laughs> when that punch is coming then i'm able it's like you Una, uh, this this say yeah, you're able to get that heat and this. So this anticipation of COVID is over and oh, it's all great. Let's go party and drink and what? This is that's what can really hurt. My mm. view is anticipate that some things can be very tough now, and mm. that anticipation allows you some of the options. We're beginning to talk about this partnership. Then we can start to get into some mm. some strategic conversations. Yeah wow wow
0: wow that's a big one that's mm-hmm. a big one yeah. anticipating the punch you know yeah. mm-hmm. uh they, what, what do they say um uh, uh, uh is it rock uh, uh, roll with the punches you know uh, again you know there's something else i've come to see um and frank i know you're a witness to this because there's a lot of digital acceleration we've seen businesses uh outsourcing in cheaper markets yeah mm-hmm. so now because it's the cause of globalization you'd find the in the US market labor is very expensive if they need a service they will not look for that service in the US they'll look for that service in a cheaper market they'll go to Asia or Africa and even for us some of the services that are really expensive here we can get them in cheaper markets I've also seen uh, an acceleration of outsourcing in other markets mm. have you guys seen the same and mm. that for me was a big thing i've just seen it's a way guys are innovating to mm. stay afloat and keep their costs lean yeah yeah, mm. yeah but m- m- maybe um uh tony you can tell us also some of the the, the lessons that you've learned uh, or the some of the trends that you've seen um so far Mm. and how people are adapting to them. As okay. we move into our topic of the day oh, recovery plans. Recovery. And also there's a comment by George as we continue to uh to talk.
1: Sure. Mm. All right. Uh if I could uh, continue uh, just to give uh, an issue of uh a response to what you've asked about how people are recovering, how adopting and recovering. Um, when you look, uh, I, I used the example previously of uh, uh, the first moving consumer goods. I'm also looking at people who were who in manufacturing, for example. Uh, you know, I was talking to my partner the other day, I was telling her, uh, Companies will have to find a way if the if they, the demand for their products have uh, have gone down. For example, you are in plastics. Uh, I saw the other day the government has decided, among other things, to ban single-use plastics, things like straws and uh, and, and plastic cups and plates. Now that may not have been affected because of uh, COVID. But that is now what Frank is talking about. The issue of a punch coming, people in that sector probably were not even ready for something like that on top of COVID, having the fact that, for example, straws, the people who manufacture straws, uh, the demand for such products has gone low because, uh, you know, because of social distancing and all that. Now, on top of that, you have the government deciding because of issues of environment, then we have to ban plastic plates, plastic cups, straws, and all. Now, that is a double warming, if they in the way they call it. Now, for a company in that sector, yes, the, the production lines may have been set for producing uh, single use plastics. Now, is there, um, is there a way such a company can find a way to readjust? It's yes, beyond shedding off workers, beyond. Uh, you know, deciding now this can't work, shutting down production processes. Is there a way you can find, you can adapt from producing of straws and plastic plates and plastic cups? Are there other products that you can use with the same production lines? If there is none, is there a way you can be what you've just described, be the manufacturer This. Manufacturer of goods that are sourced in places like Europe, in uh, in the United States. I have a friend of mine who uh, was telling me um, he's he actually it's a relative. He was telling me the way uh, when he put his uh, CV on LinkedIn on what he specialized in, within hours he had gotten three Indian software manufacturers asking him can you be the one who can distribute these products in Kenya? I mean, he put the thing in, he put his uh, LinkedIn uh, uh, CV, he put his CV on LinkedIn, uh, what he does and all that. Uh, early in the morning, by around four in the afternoon, he had gotten four, three or four Asian Indian companies, software companies asking him, can you, can you be the one who is distributing our products in Kenya? And he was telling me, the interest has continued to a place where now he's having to sit down and think now what do i what do I, what options do i take so you can imagine if you're a manufacturer of these uh, single single use plastics i'm I'm using them because i can feel their pain you know you here you are you had a production line producing all these things you had uh, supermarkets and uh, uh and other retailers who are demanding your goods you know because these are fast moving consumer goods but now government directive you're being you have to stop producing these things now you're you facing ruin if you don't adapt very quickly so you have got to be nimble. Uh, do you become a manufacturer of other things for for the same things for example for a producer in, uh, in china or in the united states or europe or do you look for other ways that you can realign your your processes to produce goods that are still in demand here in kenya So that is the game that uh, business people, entrepreneurs will have to now keep playing the rest of this year and coming, you know, this coming, uh, and in 2021, you know, dealing with COVID and dealing with government regulation among others. I I like that. So
0: let me just touch on the point. Um, You mentioned about um, guys being hired across the globe, you know? Mm -hmm and and for me that's an interesting dynamic because i'm seeing employers because i've been a witness to it we also were trying to uh, hire a, a developer and we put out the 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 job description and the post out on linkedin and we got entr- entrances from um india mm-hmm. and we are just thinking hey As employers how do we manage an indian developer how does that work you know because we're used to our local circles within kenya uh, at least farthest would be maybe east africa but even we are still not yet used to hiring globally but Zippora, if you can touch on that what does that mean for an employer are are employers thinking differently in terms of uh, global hiring are there any uh, maybe? Things to look out when they are trying to hire from from across the, the globe,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I also the, the the questions coming in even as we answer. I'll, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Frank, I'm going to throw this question mm-hmm. at you so that uh, after Zippy uh, uh, answers, you you'll be next.
3: I think uh, what I can say, Kenji, most of us employers may not be thinking globally in terms of hiring. But these disruptions are going to throw us out into the deep end and we'll have to start uh, rethinking our strategy, our hiring plans. What is it that we are looking uh, for? Uh, When you talked about uh, running an Anbat and getting applications from all over the globe, I mean, we must admit some of uh, the best developers we will get actually, you'll get them from India. And that's a fact. Most of the softwares we use here, we get them from there and you'll find yes we'll customize them to use them in our own country depending on our laws but most of them are actually done uh, from that part of the world so you will start realizing depending on the specialty you're looking for you might need to start thinking out of the box yes we need to create employment for our own local people but again Mm -hmm. we have to rethink our business strategies and what it is that we need to achieve within this certain period of time and it kind of makes me wonder even in terms of the employment regulations you know how the government will handle this because like you are saying we are moving to globalization we are going to start hiring uh people to work online and all these kind of things so there's a whole um ball game to think about here uh including actually government regulations on how we are going to handle this
0: wow fantastic that's that's good response uh and frank what, what do you think uh about homeschooling and parenting because I'm seeing (laughs) this conversation is is taking a different tangent. Now questions and comments are coming. So we have to address them before we move to our topic.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so very interesting conversation about what trends are likely to hit us because of, what, two, three months of being home and life had to continue so one of the things of course was education for our kids had to continue otherwise by the way they will have killed us. we had to make sure they're busy so we had to make sure our kids and and what's the effect of that so one of the interesting things is parents have gotten used to their to being involved in their children's education some people have realized oh their education has been fantastic and others have realized oh my child actually has no clue about what i thought they had and so these all kinds of things that have gone on uh, there um, and based on that again their parents have lost jobs um, mm-hmm. and, and they have been training their kids and so it's possible we may see an, a growth in the homeschooling one it's possible at least in the short term as, as people recover financially, and that so that's actually a possibility. If I was a business that that is in this area, I would like to. I would more think like instead of fighting this, if it's a possibility, is can I offer solutions to this, this parent? Can I turn this parent to a customer? And uh, and and if I can do that, then I still have this parent as my customer because some parents are not confident or they don't have the content they don't have a curriculum to follow and if you keep giving them an online solution or something like that or support where you train both the parent and help with you know it's also an empowering you're telling the parent you can do this so there's that place where as a as a, as a school or as a teacher you still have relevance over on the other hand. I am also concerned, will it be very long term? Maybe not, because government wants to control the education process. Mm-hmm. And so we know that government is, we, we don't have a law that says you can't homeschool, but we also we, we also don't have a law that says you can go ahead and do it. So it remains, it's been a murky area, so government regulation authorities may come in and control that more, so that mm-hmm. they can control the outcome more and so it may also not be very long term so you must be careful if it's going to be a long term but after this george floyd Floyd, Floyd thing floyd Floyd. again governments are being controlled by people so Mm -hmm. if the if the if if this thing becomes very big if the homeschool thing becomes very big and government tries to come and clamp down on it Mm -hmm. then you have a social eruption again why a social eruption people have been uh, you know constrained and all that and now it's more easier for people to explode than before because they're going through tough things and right. if government just moves in to control that so right. this is actually an interesting place to uh, from a strategic point of view so in my view if you're a teacher if you're a school this whole, this online solution is probably not a bad thing to have. A very good solution, and this is a good place to partner. This is a place to say, hey, um, we are three, four teachers. We have no jobs. Can we provide this solution? Or if you are a school, and uh, and you and you're out there, you can say, oh guys, can we can we uh, get someone who's giving us solutions? Let's work together. Let's provide a very robust approach. Uh, solution to the market so for me this is a, a, a nice actually it's a nice place to watch what happens in the meantime me and Gris, uh continue to homeschool <laughs> <laughs> wow wow <laughs> wisdom wisdom i'm telling
0: you that's such a pool of wisdom and and frank i've also been a witness to what how parents parents are pivoting to homeschooling and even for us like we were on <laughs> a path of we were trying to look for a school for our daughter because she's transitioning into primary and COVID has just wiped out our plans we are thinking differently in terms of even the nature and the type of school that we want mm-hmm. um you know i keep saying uh, homeschooling is also a calling like <laughs> Sometimes I find you just can't just jump in and just decide to homeschool your child. But we all have our different opinions. Uh, but for me, um, I'm looking for a school that has first is digitally savvy
3: mm-hmm. because
0: I don't want another pandemic to hit and my child has lost a whole year of education again. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and I see and I see the space for innovators to come in and create mm-hmm. solutions like Mm. it's such a big area education is huge huge huge
2: Mm.
0: guys there are a lot of comments coming in and uh uh, some are for stay-at-home moms i don't know if you guys can see what i'm (laughs) saying
3: um
0: uh, there's also um uh i think it's shireen shireen uh she's she's asking about the hospitality business Mm -hmm. um I don't know, Tony. Do you want to take this one? This is <laughs>
1: oh, yes. I, this, oh, this this is a good one. Yes, I saw that one about the hospitality space yeah. and about uh, customers shying away from being hotels as a measure of protecting themselves from this pandemic. And yeah. uh, in, you know, what advice do they have for the hotel industry? Now, uh, we have uh, you know, as our consultants. And previously, you know, in our business as consultants. We found ourselves dealing with the hospitality space, where we're either providing them with advice concerning, you know, how they are, how they are running their business, uh, supplies of uh, the fabric and all, and also hiring of, of yes, you know, hiring of staff. Now, I would imagine if I'm in this hospitality space, this is a period, this is like a season where, because of social distancing. And the illness and uh, you know social distancing and preventing of the spread of the disease in the immediate term as we have seen uh, across the world the hospitality industry has really been hit hard by by travel advisories by governments preventing airlines from flying across the world and all that but now we are starting again to see uh, the relaxation of such such restrictions where now uh, slowly by slowly the tourism industry across the world is starting to pick up although we the effects of the the lockdowns especially in europe north america asia and even in africa will the effects will continue up to sometime next year and therefore the hospitality industry will be hit hard not because they do not innovate well enough not because they do not run well it's just because of the nature of their job but going forward as just as with schools, there's still a place for hospitality and especially hotels to innovate and rebrand themselves to a place where they can specifically target clients who do not necessarily, they have the resources, they do not necessarily just want to go to a home somewhere. You know, somebody has opened up their homes and they look nice and all. Somebody wants to go and not worry about cooking, not worry about anything. They just want to go to a hotel, enter be served to breakfast, go to the pool. If it's some of the hotels that we have here in you um, our game reserves, they want to get a game drive, go. That one I don't think will end, as much as there is uh, the issue of COVID and safety and all that. So for such institutions, having that kind of client, who does not want to go to a home? They want to experience, just bring their bags, put them down there. Not worry about the washing of their laundry. Not worry about cooking. Not worry about all that. Then the hotels will need to cater for such clients in terms of how do we assure them that we are taking care of their health in terms of sanitization, in terms of uh, spacing, I mean and social distancing, in terms of uh, making sure that our, our 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 food is good. Because one of the things that people complain about hotels is that. People go and eat recycled stuff food that if it's buffet it's been staying for a number of days so hotels like that could could find a way to assure their clients that our food is organic it's you know it's made it's fresh it's made to order we are following strictly sanitary uh, requirements that are there that have been put in place by government and uh, thirdly coming to us we will assure we will make we will take the 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 strictest measures possible to assure the health and safety of our workers. Because the advantage that hotels have over people who have their homes that they open up is the issue again of risk. Because when you think about it, when you go to a hotel, if something happens to you in that hotel, the hotel has presumably taken the necessary insurance policies to cater for themselves for liabilities that arise with such. You know, liabilities that come from getting injured when you're there uh, liabilities that come from illness and diseases but now uh, somebody opening up their home most likely did not think about that for them, you come you find my home, use it if there are e- issues in here, it's all up to you if you fall, if you get injured while living here if something happens, there is a flood, there is what? that's up to you for most part, but you see a hotel that is standard whether they have they have taken care of their staff in terms of insuring them, they have taken care of the, their public liability. They have taken care of uh, their standards in terms of food, in terms of all, in terms of food, in terms of drinks, in terms of taking care of their facilities. That is what now hotel owners can really hit at and say, we don't not only take care of your sanita- sanitation, but even the other liabilities that you may incur when you're with us, we have taken care of. That you know we are providing you a wholesome uh, solution that deals with your safety while well, you're with us your food is assured your laundry you know taking care of your you're, 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 whatever you're coming with is taken care of to the highest standard so with that they'll be able to differentiate themselves even more from these other options that people have of you know vacationing is this a place for it?
0: Totally agree. I've even I've seen uh, I, I've seen actually restaurants have started to open up, and the, the um they've taken a lot of uh, sanitary measures, like now they they have that thermometer over your head every time you walk in. There are many sanitation places. Um, also, the tables have been rearranged differently. So yeah, I can see uh, guys have really uh, restructured themselves in the hospitality industry. And I, I'm just eager to see what other kind of models they're going to create to keep guys safe, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, safety comes first. Mm-hmm. So I'd like us to tip into employees and employers because, uh, Zipporah, uh, majority of your followers, uh, especially on Oram, are, are, are interested in this employment space. Mm-hmm. And they, some, a lot of people have lost jobs uh I've, 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 I've had friends who who've had to they've gone for unpaid leave um for about two months and then they were dropped off They're told now even the company seems like it's not going to recover anytime soon uh, so we have to let you go so um let, let's start first with employers do employers have any options while engaging staff during this recovery period do they have any options or le- let me say are there any other alternatives to staffing
3: um let me first uh, start by saying i'm assuming these are employers who already have uh staff in place and they found themselves in this COVID uh, situation where business has gone down. And we've touched like with the hospitality industry, which was uh, hit hard by this situation. Yes, um, they have options, but the options have to be within the confines of the law. Because if you've given me a contract and the business is doing uh, not so well, then there needs to be a place of um, dialogue between the employer and the employee. And a lot of mistakes uh, employers we make is when I realize my business is uh, struggling, my first option is I want to terminate my employee. And that might not always be the best solution because remember, um, we are starting to come back to normal. And if you're going to survive, you will still need this, these employees. So one of the options employers uh, can look at is uh, can we renegotiate our contractual agreement with employees? And you'll realize employees are very understanding because they've gone through this season. They are suffering as well. They are seeing there's no money coming in. So there's a place of renegotiating those contracts. But again, I must say, if you're going to get to that place of having to renegotiate contracts with your employees, then you have to have consent from the employee and you have to have it documented. Otherwise, it will start becoming a challenge for you later if it was not documented and it was not very clear if you are not sure how to go about this uh we have HR professionals we have uh, legal advisors who can help you navigate this system
0: wow thanks thanks Zippy. um I think right employers now have um have a better let me say um knowledge base to to engage their clients I mean their their their, their employees and and what happens to the employer uh, employee right now because I've, I've also realized that some of them mm-hmm. are also losing hope in the employers i mean mm-hmm. you can't you can't uh, keep me pending for three months mm-hmm. you know yes yes i understand the situation yeah. uh but can i just go and do something else mm-hmm. are employers also flexible enough uh for employees to engage in other activities with other employers mm. because you're not able to pay them or do you still want them to stay loyal mm. to your particular organization yet they are on unpaid leave is it is it yeah let me say uh for those of us
3: who are might who might have sent employees on unpaid leave for 60 days or 90 days I think it would be very unrealistic as an employer if i don't expect uh, the employee to try and do something else to propose on that table because you have to remember you send them away with nothing to spend for the family um and again it's a very thin line okay and to the employee i might be at the place where i am weighing my options uh, if this uh, job is not going to be coming back then what options do i have And I will refer to what Frank said earlier, you know, if I'm seeing a punch coming, then I will start uh, putting measures in place to safeguard myself. So as an employee, I've been sent away for three months. Um, I might need to start thinking of what other options do I have? Do I need to start a small piosk? Do I need to start selling schema to support my own family? So again, I think it would be very unrealistic for an employer to send um, employees away for three months. And again, expect that employee not to do something different for their family. There needs to be some sort of state. And again, these are the loopholes. again, we are finding in our labor laws because, again, uh, this is something that is not covered. It's a new one for us. Um, again, uh, it will also probably uh, start uh, advising how we need to engage our employees going forward and what uh, things do we need to put into the contract like
0: in the event there's a disruption then how are we going to under our contract nice i i totally agree contracts here are a big deal Uh, many people and especially in the sme space we we kind of are very wishy-washy with contracts like you know we we have a contract to say we have a contract but we don't we don't take note of the fine print and we don't follow to detail the mm-hmm. terms and conditions of those contracts and i and i think it's high time that people need to start honoring contracts
3: mm-hmm. and
0: especially uh small businesses mm-hmm. uh because i i think it it puts them in a better position even legally mm-hmm. uh but let me tip over to to frank and just frank now we we are talking about um recovery plans yeah um maybe many guys are at the position where they they're thinking okay uh, my reserves have been wiped out um, uh i don't have really clients I, I don't know where to start but i know also god has a plan for my business i mean uh just because a pandemic came doesn't mean i need to shut down mm-hmm. it could be my my wilderness story mm-hmm. this could be the time uh my my let me say everything that i i have and need is being tested
3: mm-hmm. and my faith
0: as well so what did you tell a, a business that is on the path of recovery what are the things what things do they need to do mm-hmm. or how can they position themselves at least to to improve on their bottom line and just pick up on the business
2: fantastic <clears throat> first of all i like to say there are things that are dying that need to die <laughs> if these if, if there's a lesson i've learned in COVID, is there are things that need to go by the way kenji are you, see, <clears throat> are you seeing my face i feel like a lot yes. of weight has died <laughs> <Yeah>? and so <laughs> this extra weight that we are carrying that we don't need to continue to carry let it go that they are friends these social conversations these things we were doing that don't need to come so don't go and pick that baggage back if that baggage uh, disappeared over this time let it go and if there's more that needs to go let it go Mm -hmm. because where you're going obviously if you didn't need it this far then it's not part of where you should be going Mm -hmm. so there are those things that we need to go and then there are those things that we need to start learning to do There's these new stuff these these things you've tested around this time you're seeing it's working it's going well i have this client who what he's done now is in his business has not collapsed but it is on hold but all they've started to do they've started to do uh they've pivoted into a new area now and then in the in the new area they have pivoted into what's amazing is they realize oh this is working so guess what part of their strategy is this was going to be their in their fifth year plan they have moved that plan from the fifth year to next year so right now they're putting new delis they're doing their their plan is what they discovered during covid this is a this there's a market for this so they are ready to go for it um and so i'm saying if there's something that's been working for you do it one of the things I have learned now is to exist within a business community. Now, please don't, and uh, a community doesn't mean you're part of a WhatsApp group. A WhatsApp or a WhatsApp group can support community, but community is actually, by the way, community is just a place where you have real conversations, real talk, where, where you get, where, where you can get real advice, um you know it's like a peer coaching space by the way did you guys know that over 80 percent right now of 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 um, how is that statistic let me read it again the we have over 80 yes 84 of, of of customers are able to trust referral systems now what is a better place than somebody talking about Ora? say Frank has experienced Oram and wants to sell Kenji Kenji Oram can really do this if there's something that can help you get referrals is being part of a community Mm -hmm. being part of a community so critical for a business person now and so in a big way it's part of our 10 20 people 30 people but it is also being a community from a one-on-one basis where we were talking about partnership before again that's also a level of community but i'm saying we've got to find working
1: communities
2: where we can get up. look the other day just uh, this time i have this client i've just introduced to the new model of of how to buy fruits uh for their business that is in juice making and and it's just the community says hey there's this thing going on can you try it I have so i, I keep talking to my clients what's going on what's going on and as people share guess what we all move up Uh and so it's critical we remain we we help build and remain in communities that can help us
0: Uh wow (laughs) frank profits in the marketplace um that, that's powerful community is powerful i'm also a witness to it i mean majority of the the clientele that i've gotten has just been within my community i mean there's so much we try and do to you know market and put our brands out there so we get more business but truly community is powerful word yes. of mouth will never die ever yes. it's still the most powerful marketing tool without a doubt even if you put dollars upon dollars uh, into your posts they can't beat uh the backing of someone else who's been a witness guys? uh we are coming to the end of our session this has been really good it's been our first time doing live Uh, you know frank is the veteran so congratulations to us (laughs) yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but I think uh what what's, you, you guys are amazing uh yeah this has been an amazing panel in fact I'm looking forward to to more conversations like this it's just easy relaxed and you know we get to exchange ideas mm. and learn from each other uh mm. but what what would be your parting shot you know as as we leave, um uh my friends on Facebook I mean this there's so many Comments coming in that maybe you can't respond to, but uh, thank you. Thank you, Mwende. Mwende says, um, It is powerful. Let it go. Frank, I think you mentioned that many people are holding on to things that are not working. Just let it go. That's powerful. Um, uh, Also, Rebecca uh, says, Well done, uh, Zipporambula and team. Uh, That's, 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 that's. That's for you, Tim. <laughs> uh what Flo is saying. <laughs> hey, Come, Huku. Who is that? <laughs> another friend calling
3: another friend to come and listen.
0: <laughs> I tell you, let let them call each other, man. We we have to have a conversation. Um mm. so um guys, as we wind up, what what would you say? What, what's your parting shot? Eh? famous last words mm-hmm. as as we wind up and we also tell people where they can reach us i'll be i'll be i'll, I'll post some of the contacts mm-hmm. to, to your social media pages mm-hmm. frank you can also tell tell your audience where they can they can reach you from or uh, yeah okay uh, let's,
3: um by saying, uh, I think this uh, disruption has been a challenging season for most businesses with not all. And I think, again, as Kenyans, we always have uh, a will to fight. And we can come out of this very strong. And some of the things uh, we have discussed, I think businesses can put them into consideration for them to be able to recover their businesses. Uh, one of the things, again, employers can do is just yes, ensure that they're in constant communication with their teams, ensuring the teams understand where the company is going, even during this season as we enter to the new normal and what the future holds for those employees. And I think that will um, hold for them as they recover because the employee will have a sense of belonging, knowing that there's a plan. But when we keep quiet and we don't communicate to the staff and they can see there's no business going on, then what happens when start losing. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, along the way, so I think once we hold our team together, we should be able to recover from this. Yes, uh, I could add and say, uh, my part in short is to, to to entrepreneurs, to business owners, to people running businesses, whether it's small scale, whether it's large scale, whether you want to enter, whether, like Frank described, you're in a place where now you're old. Uh, yes, uh, COVID this COVID season, especially in Kenya, it has disrupted lots of stuff, but at the same time, we created an opportunity opportunities for us, even for us as program, to sit back and take stock and um, look, look at processes, systems, who are our target clients, where are our costs, what can we cut down, where are the opportunities that are coming up, how can we innovate, how can we partner, how can we collaborate, and how can we um, uh, move forward. Because every, oppo- every crisis brings an opportunity. And uh, opportunities are springing up. The key for any business person is to know how do I take, uh, how do I take uh, hold of them. Uh, yes, uh, Frank began by saying uh, grace will end <laughs> when, uh, when this COVID season ends. But then again, opportunities will also arise. You can be able to collaborate. You look for ways to collaborate with your financiers, with your creditors, with your bankers, with your suppliers, with your vendors, with even the people who owe you money. You can find ways to you know to, to readjust and uh, opportunities will stare you, will be staring at you in the face. So adjust, innovate, move forward there is always the, the the mantra for business is that there's always an opportunity in front of you go for it take it take hold of it and run with it yes wow 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 thanks
0: thanks uh, Tony and thanks Zippora. that that that's very informative and and Frank um last words uh, before we close is Frank still with us
3: looks like he's hanging
0: he's hanging mm. yeah maybe maybe I can just I can I can share what I've learned I, I think for me um the, the the whole season has has taught me just to embrace challenges with a fresh uh, and new mm-hmm. yes Frank is that you okay yeah so um as i was saying um looking at challenges from a new perspective and it's it's not easy you know because right now um the financial constraint is real for a lot of people uh but just to 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 journey on i think graciously you know give yourself be be gracious to yourself because also in uh, even leaders themselves are trying to figure this thing out no one really understands everything is up in the air mm-hmm. so i'm learning uh, it's important just to have a fresh and new perspective towards things uh keep learning keep growing mm-hmm. uh don't be stuck onto your new ways um change is sometimes very painful we mm-hmm. don't always like it uh but it's necessary uh mm-hmm. in my opinion that's what that's when you start to see yourself move to greater heights yeah Mm. so um in spite of covid and everything that has come with it i think the thing is also have fun Oh yeah yeah, have fun while doing it you know Mm -hmm. uh don't be all grumpy you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, i can't even do anything Mm. i think the idea is just just stay positive stay um stay um yeah uh happy and uh, be glad that you're seeing a new day yeah frank you are dipped for a minute i hope you
2: can hear us i can uh sorry about that um so uh is it time for me to 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 do the closing comments yes please okay uh first of all i really appreciate uh, tony and zippy hosting us um it's been amazing so thank you very much guys um here even i had to pivot today to get back into the call get from the laptop into the into the phone Mm -hmm. so this is the new life man you change quickly and you prepare Mm -hmm. Um, the one thing i just wanted to say as we close is something i'm calling relational equity Use your relational equity well. These contacts you have, these people you've already done business with, there are people you've been journeying with. That's part of the community we are building. So go back to those relationships, work with those relationships, support those relationships. You give value, you will get value back. So we always use the model of sowing and reaping. Keep sowing, you will keep reaping. Um, yeah, so you said if someone wants to get in touch with me, um, my, my name is Frank, so on frank at nehemiaproject.org, frank at Nehemiahproject.org. we are huge with uh, teaching or coaching people to do business. Uh, based on God's word, based on the word of God. So we do biblical entrepreneurship. And this is a time to use that relational equity. Work with your savior, work with your God. Work with the Holy Spirit to turn around your business. He's willing to do it. So if you want to do that, uh, feel free to talk to us. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Frank. Uh, so as we wind up... Um, you know, Patrice usually does, gives a prayer, you know, he blesses
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> his community. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I always feel like there's always um, a place to, to to invite God in your business.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it's usually the saving grace. Some people have just sailed through because mm-hmm. of inviting the Lord into their business. Mm-hmm. So uh, as you wind up, please, Partner with God in your business Don't walk alone This load is too heavy no you will fall on the roadside no. So guys um, We do this next week
3: yeah. I've actually had
0: fun yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Thank you Viewers, I can see that Guys have been consistent through the, the stream Thank you for watching us um, We'll be here same time Same place next week
3: yeah. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye.